Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. They say time waits for no one, and in my opinion, neither should Payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earnin. Earnin is the app that's helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. It's an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid in your next paycheck. I think Earnin is helpful in so many different ways. You could get ready for like a special night out, you know, Valentine's Day. I think it was on like a Tuesday. What if your payday's Friday? No worries if you have Earnin, you can pay for that Valentine's Day dinner. So download Earnin today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Morbid under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Morbid under podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, weirdos. I'm Elena. I'm Ash. And I'm Ronnie. And I'm Ben. <laughs> and this is Morbid. Two up. The morbid I was going to try to. Watch what morbid. It's watch what mappens. <laughs> watch, watch what morbids. Yeah. There, yeah, there you go. There you go. Makes Who knows? Sense. We tried. We have special guests with us today. We have Ben Mandelker and Ronnie Karam from Watch What Crappens. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Oh Thank God. you guys Ronnie, so much ben. for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> hi, Lena. Hi, Inch. <laughs> you are always welcome here. I think... Everybody who's listened has heard us both recommend Watch What Crappens oh. probably a zillion times. Probably from podcast. the beginning yeah. of the show. Oh, thank you. Literally. Thank you guys so much for doing that. We love your show. Uh, I love Murders, and I've gotten really addicted to listening to your show. 
I love that. That jinx. I love that. Love that. Love that. Honestly, I love that. Your show, your show, is that thing where everybody's like, "What do you guys do to stop like thinking about these horrific murders and like bring yourself back into like a happy place?" And yep. I'm like, I listen to Watch What Crappens. Uh, oh, I just watch wow. What Crappens. Like, I recommend that to all. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny because to stop from thinking about like the darkness of the housewives, I watch murder shows constantly. Yeah. So this is not weird. It's a weird circle. It's a different kind of darkness. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful cycle. I often pitch the show. I say, when people say, "What's our podcast about?" I'm like, "It's a thing that makes you not think about grisly." death you know it's, yes. <laughs> it's yeah. that sort of distraction that's, that's the tagline watch what crappens will make you forget about grizzly <laughs> make that your new description watch what crappens no one dies <laughs> until it drives you back we to promise. the murders <laughs> except exactly. almost lisa rinna's mother yes, yes. Yeah. which we just talked about we have not covered that serial killer yet but now we have to now what we're gonna do name? that like next week uh david carpenter yeah almost murdered lisa rinna's mom yeah Rinner's. So. Rinner. Lisa Rinner's mom. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, like a Yeah, the trailside killer killed people on hiking trails, which is just so rude. I mean, murder is rude is. in general, but like, I'm extra. Do you know how hard it was for me to get out there and exercise in the first damn place? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Seriously. And then you're going to murder me about yeah. it? Yeah. It's also so cliche, right? It's like, I don't know if I want to yeah, go out yeah. on that trail because what if there's a murderer there? And everyone's like, there's no murderer. And then the trailside murderer's like, I actually think I'm going to do that. I will I will murder someone it's on like, the trail. I'll do that. Not only that, I'm going to make it my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the trailside murderer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, make it, make it more convenient for me if you're going to kill me. Like, <laughs> like a treadmill murder, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or, you won't catch go. me there. <laughs> yeah. And you're not expecting anyone there. No, never. So, yeah. That would be better. Not even expecting myself there. <laughs> really ruined trails. Honestly. Well, today, unfortunately, we're not talking about the trailside killer, but we are going to talk about other killers. And today we are going to do something a little different. And hopefully everybody's not like, ah. Uh, <laughs> You're probably usually but, like, ah, anyways. Ah. But we decided we were going to do something just like weird and spooky. And I'm also going to bring you down for a minute. So like, just get ready. It's like but your I'll, job. I'll like try to bring you up a little bit. I don't know. I, I can't promise anything. But what we are going to do is talk about four songs that most people probably have heard, especially one. Mm-hmm. One is like very popular. Um, and these songs were written based off of true crime events or just really like weird, spooky, creepy events. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to talk about the real case. We're going to talk about the song and we're going to talk about how weird it is that people write songs about murders. Yay. Yay. I think it'll be fun. (laughs) Music and Um, Morbid the musical. Exactly. Once more with feelings. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just stake it. Uh, So the first one we're going to talk about is the one that I think everybody's at least going to remember the song. If you you hear the song and you go to your Spotify and listen to it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that song. Uh, It's The Way by Fastball. It's like a really upbeat song. Yeah. Kind of summery. It is summery. I was listening to it the other day after you brought it up and I was like, ooh. And then I was like, oh, oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, oh." hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was just listening to it in the car very recently and I was like, oh, this song. I actually bought that CD in 1998. I have the Fastball CD and I pretty much bought it for that song. That was back in the day when like pre-MP3 where my, my rubric was that if I liked two songs, I would buy the CD. And I actually liked the that way so much. I bought the whole CD based on that one song. On you one yes. single? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a bop, this song. And it's one of those, you know, I'm not really a big lyrics 
listener in general. Like I never know the lyrics to songs and I'm, I get them oh, wrong same. all the time. So yep. this one, the second I heard it for this, I was like, oh my God, I love this song. How is this about two what? old people wandering off and dying in their car? Like, how is that? <laughs> you tricked me. Literally. Like we're all walking around right? like da 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 it's true. It's so true. It's and so those true. lyrics are so infectious. There's a there's an article about the song. I don't know if you guys saw it in your research, but there's an article from actually two years ago that's sort of commemorating like the 20 year or uh, anniversary of the song. And it, it's telling about the history, but it intersplices it with the lyrics. And, and as yes, you read the lyrics, you just know exactly the lyrics. Like those lyrics. Yes. You're like, oh, I know you're exactly like, what part uh, of the song that is because the lyrics just get into you're your like, head. Oh. And when you first listened to it, you were like, oh, cool. It's like a song about two people who are just like, forget about it. We're going to go on the open road and forget about our lives and everything's going to be great. You're like, wow, fun. Except I never listened to the one part of the song where it says their children woke up and they couldn't find them. And I was like, whoa, yeah, how did I a miss little that? Dark. Like, my, you had children and you just abandoned them? My, my problem is yeah, that I, I, I recite lyrics. I can sing lyrics, but I don't actually pay attention to them. So I just like blindly am mm-hmm. like... The children woke up and they started crying. I'm like, yeah. ha, 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 but I'm not actually thinking like, <laughs> like their yeah. children woke up and started crying. Like, wait, what? Yeah, that well, never hit me until now. Yeah, but also like that's what children do. So it's like, who cares? It's still a bop. It's like the children wake up, they're crying, but the parents are drunk on the lawn having fun. Like that's what it sounds yeah. fun, you know. But then to find out it's about this, it's about an 88 year old and an 83 year old couple, one with Alzheimer's, one who just had brain surgery. They go to some fair in Salado, Texas, and then just disappear and are found two weeks later dead in their car. I mean, you guys, like, <laughs> I like, get I get that we have to make things sexier for entertainment, but what is their children woke up and couldn't find them? They're 88 and 83. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know. I was thinking that, too, when we were just talking about that. It's like, well, they woke up, like, in their own home. Yes. Exactly. They were, which, they were just crying because their which, marriages <laughs> were falling apart. Had nothing to do with their parents being missing. <laughs> They weren't like in cribs, like being like, "Mama, <laughs> where, where are you?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I need you to bleak. literally survive. It is. It's still bleak, but like in a different bleak yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to make it better than bleak. It's more about the emptiness of their lives. Exactly. <laughs> it's even bleaker. It's like your fifty-year-old child wakes up crying. Like, that's <laughs> that's so true. A bigger story going on. It's a totally different bleakness. It is. <laughs> well. The real story is, it's like a, I, I don't, you know, I don't remember this happening at all, but apparently it was like, it was like nationwide news. Like this was a big deal when they were missing and their names were Layla and Raymond Howard. And like Layla, you said, Layla so was 83 and Howard was 88. Mm-hmm. They lived in Texas. Yeah. They had both been married for like a really long time before finding each other, but both of their um, spouses had passed away. And I think it had been like a decade between them losing their spouses and them meeting each other. So they had a decade of like just hanging. Mm. Like and yeah. before they met you Before mean? they met each other. Gotcha. And they met in 1986 at church. Cute. And they fell in love and they got married that same year. Cute. Uh, and Raymond had recently undergone brain surgery. I think he had had a stroke and he had been in like a small car wreck that he had gotten some kind of brain injury. Mm-hmm. And Layla was showing a lot of signs that she was suffering from like Alzheimer's or some kind of dementia. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some memory loss going on. And since, you know, since Raymond was going through the brain surgery trauma, he was having memory loss. 
So their family was getting a little concerned about them driving, yeah, but I think I would. And they tried. They were getting so they would hide their keys sometimes, but then they said that they respected them so much and this upset them, mm-hmm. so they didn't want to like. And it's kind of like a fine line you have to walk. <laughs> I it feel is. like hide the keys at that it point, is. just take the keys. No, they they don't stop. You know, because you kind of become a little kid again. We took my grandpa's keys away because he was just literally running into everything and he, you know he still had his wits about him but he was yeah. just old i mean he was in his mid 80s and um of course he didn't want to do it he was like this is bullshit this is bullshit <laughs> my old lebanese grandpa and we I took him away it. he would go through everyone's shit to find his keys and it sometimes sometimes it seemed like he was doing like trying to hit things because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that turns on my amazon for today. some reason <laughs> amazon's like can i get you a bumper <laughs> and it's a monologue you know when she comes on and she starts like oh by the way if you need this, yeah, this you're or like, this. why yes hey guys i have to tell you about this all-in-one shake that i'm freaking loving it's called kachava i love saying it it's actually hands down the best thing that i found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high quality plant-based nutrients it's got greens superfruits plant proteins antioxidants adaptogens probiotics in other words literally everything that your body craves to feel your best and i know what you're thinking something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, Wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth and it comes together with just water and it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein-packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats. And literally, I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning, all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But yeah, it becomes, it comes a thing. And then in this story... They had been stopped a couple of times by the cops in Arkansas because they their yes. kids think they missed an exit or something, so they just kept yep. driving all the way to Arkansas. And I mean, listen, if you ever need somewhere to live and you like to drink and drive, go to Arkansas. Because <laughs> they got pulled over two times, twice, and the cops were like, "You're fine, twice. you're free to go." And they were only supposed to be going 15 minutes down the road yeah. this day. 15 minutes down the road, it was like a 10 mile drive. It was to this like Pioneer Day festival thing that they went to every single year. And their family was like, I think it was their son was like, hey, I can drive you and like drop you off and I will absolutely come get you later. Like maybe we should do that. But they, Layla was like, we do this every year. I can do it. Like, don't worry. Oh, I'm going to drive. That hurts my heart. I know. Yeah. So they let them go because I mean, 
I don't I, I don't have like super elderly parents like in their like 80s with right. Alzheimer's so I can't imagine what it's like to have to be like hey mom and dad like <laughs> you can't go I have to bring you it's like such a weird role reversal yeah, yeah. they probably like, weren't ready and it for like that. feels disrespectful right I know it must be such a strange place to be in mm-hmm. yeah and so they I were like wait. nope we're gonna go doesn't that sound great <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to be like oh my turn no you are not yeah. going out right now young lady. I'm gonna <laughs> get your butt back in your bedroom Oh, I'm actually excited for that maybe a little bit. They wouldn't let me go anywhere. <laughs> You're going to pay it back. Yeah, the right? rebel like, kids no, no, revenge. No. Except at this point, they're like, we don't want to go anywhere. So yeah, exactly. That's, cool. <laughs> that's fine, Ash. You're like, you have to go out. Go do something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they went off in Layla's Oldsmobile. Uh, she was driving because she had become like the primary driver at this point, especially after his accident. Yes. But like... She was still going through it, so it wasn't awesome. Mm-hmm. Usually, they came home around 3 p.m. on the days that they went to this festival, but 5 p.m. came around 8 p.m. Nothing nothing was happening. They didn't hear from them, so they immediately called the police because their family was like, ah, what could be happening right now? So the news was everywhere. This went out everywhere. Except Arkansas. I, <laughs> I was just going to say... <laughs> That's what's crazy to me is it's like it kept saying in all the sources I was reading, like this was nationwide news. It was everywhere. They were not Arkansas. Helicopters were searching for them. And it's like, but these two Arkansas cops are like, hey, guys, I think we might have seen those those peeps. (laughs) Hey, what you doing? Like, did anyone ask them where they were going? That's my question. Right. Like, if they they, they were. But like if they were supposed to have gotten off the like at an exit, if the theory is that they missed an exit, but then kept on driving. Don't you think that, like, the police officers might have said something like, hey, where are you going? And they're like, oh, certain town in Texas. And they'd say, oh, turn around. Like, I'm wondering what is happening there. Right. Funny you say that because one of the cops that stopped them uh, said they did seem a bit disoriented, (laughs) which is like Mm -hmm. if you stop an elderly couple who is disoriented, like. Maybe call someone. I, I don't find family. Like, do I don't something. know what the True. protocol is for like, that, but there should be one. But it doesn't seem like you like pat them on the ass and send them on their way. Is like, the but, protocol guys, there. you have to remember, it was Pioneer Day. Okay? <laughs> it was. And there, there were probably <laughs> loads true. of older people like drunk on the roads, you know? And That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> probably It was probably down to that, like, oh, it's another drunk, frisky old couple again that you we're pulling know. over, you know? Like, can, are your eyes crossing? Good. Get yourself on. You, You're good. You can. Like there's five tree branches and a stop sign wedged into your fender, but uh, we think you're good to go. Well, this, it was the second cop that stopped them because I guess they didn't have their headlights on. So that's why he pulled them over. And he talked to them and he said that, first of all, he said that Layla in particular was so gentle and ma- and seemed like his own grandma. Oh, stop which I was right like, now. Oh, okay, just rip my oh heart my out of my chest. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. That's grandma privilege right there. And she said... Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Right. Uh, she said that they were trying to get to Texas, but even that to him wasn't like cause for concern. Like you should go back there because he also was like, hey, where are you from? And she was like, I don't know. Oh, and he was like, oh, OK, cool. Just get back on That's the road. With your and he vehicle flicked on their on headlights highway. and were like, just, just <laughs> get back that way. She yeah. said she didn't know where she was from. Bless her like heart. That should have. Ding, ding, ding. Like and did something. you say he flicked on the headlights? He flicked on her headlights for her and was like, oh, there you go. Like, try it. I guess that was like, <laughs> let me help you out there, man. Here you go. <laughs> let me not just like drive you to where you're supposed to go. <laughs> well, stuff, you know, you know, in his defense, which I don't know why I am just, but just for but fun. Go on. Um, things were very different 
back then, you know, as far as like, you know, know, it was a headlight you had to actually switch on. It's not like now you get on and everything turns on. And then if you don't have your seatbelt, it's like, ding, 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 ding. It wasn't the automatic (laughs) headlights that go on. Right. If you miss your exit, your car's like, idiot, make a (laughs) U-turn. Idiot, make a U-turn. Like back then you had to have maps and memory. and It just seems like people get arrested for far less than mm-hmm. than what these couple like there are certain people one in this world say. who if they have one fraction of those things that they they do on their pull on their on their pullover they, it's not gonna end in the same way they would take a little more time a <laughs> little more time yeah, they definitely would well this actually later made that particular department do like a whole overhaul <laughs> yeah, of how they hope. dealt with like impaired elderly drivers because they were like yeah this shouldn't have happened yeah like, like literally they need a protocol this, I said this could have stopped there yeah right. they would have found them they would have contacted the family and they wouldn't have let him drive again. So the family found out about this. They did find out that two cops stopped them because they were getting like sightings of them throughout Arkansas. So now they're like, what the hell is going on? Oh my God, imagine being their kids. Yeah, but they're getting like hope now because they're like, okay, they're alive. Like right. they're just tooting through Arkansas. And I guess Layla also had like family in Arkansas. So they were like, maybe she's trying to find them. I don't know. Um, they made like a lot of different drives to Arkansas themselves to try to look for them. They couldn't find them. 11 different states were looking for them at one point. Uh, they were spotted at a farmer's market together in well, Arkansas, that, so they must adorable. have stopped. That's you're Isn't ruining that adorable, <laughs> right? Yeah. Listen, know, if you go off in a blaze of glory, get some fresh produce. You know, this was really yes. going to take Ash for a ride. Yeah, um, my heart. But yeah, they couldn't find them. Then, 13 days after they went missing, two young boys in Hot Springs, Arkansas, were walking home from a video store. And they smelled something very strong while they were walking by a cliff that led to like a ravine and a creek. Uh, they went home, straight home, and they told their parents. They were like, they didn't see anything. Weird. They didn't see anything. Oh, because this place was also searched at one point, but police couldn't see because it was such thick brush that they might have already been down there and they didn't know. Because oh. they had already searched. You know, I mean, this, this, one, how- this one, the benefits of rural areas, because if you're in Los Angeles yeah. and you walk by something that has a crazy smell like that, you're like, well... It's Thursday. (laughs) Right, but it also shows the difference in, like, how much the police pay attention and how much the parents pay attention. Because the Mm -hmm. police are like, oh, these two people are kind of out of it, lost, don't have their headlights on, nothing fishy here. But the kids come home and say, mom, the creek smells weird. Well, of course the creek smells weird, you know. (laughs) But the parents have more foresight to be like, hmm, maybe there's a crime. Exactly. And they did. They called the police because they were like, maybe someone should just go check. I don't know. So the police showed up, and at the bottom of a 25-foot cliff, they found Layla and Raymond's Oldsmobile. Oh, God. Um, there were no skid marks leading to the cliff. Like, so she did, there was no break yeah. happening. They just, just sailed right so off So maybe she thought she was just going down, like, a rural road. They think that maybe, because they also think they were going about 50 miles per hour, oh, wow. they could tell. So they think that she either didn't see the cliff and just sailed right off yeah. of it. Or maybe thought it was a turn, or maybe something happened that she became Aww. impaired to the point where it just. Oh, that gives off. me chills too to like picture that. Yeah, and Raymond had seemed he seemingly had passed away like pretty quick. He was in the passenger seat, still in the passenger seat. Uh, she, however, had left the vehicle mm. and had managed to walk a short distance, a very short distance, before collapsing and passing away. And oh, from things I read, she was still, like, holding the keys and everything. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Wow, this is terrible. They Why had, did they write a song about this? They had traveled more than 400 miles away from their home. 400 miles in 13 days. And like, they were supposed to go 15 minutes away. 15 wow. minutes away. Term. It's like a, it's like such a sad, 
sad ending to this story because it, it, it sort of has a whimsical quality to it. It does. It does, which is like why they wrote the song, market, I think. Pioneer stop. And it's just like they're just cruising through and like just seems vibing. like everything's yeah, just vibing together it's in the old car. vibes. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, and then it ends and you're like, womp. Yeah, like, it's, it's just huge like, womp oh. at the end. Like, that's not how I wanted it to end for them. No. The only thing that their grandkids and their children said that like, they were glad they were together yeah. when that happened. Like, it wasn't just one or the other. But, but I still, hate that she like, was alone oh, for, like, even a minute, even like, a walking second. around. She, yeah. I, all, I can hope is that, like, she didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I would hope. It must have been also yeah. so startling, no. right? I mean, do you yeah. ever, have you ever been driving in a Going off a cliff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would know, imagine that's sort of a hot take, I know. But... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the really lyrics, uh, anyone can see that the road that they walk on is paved in gold, and it's always summer. They'll never get cold. They'll never oh. get hungry. They'll never get old and gray. Aww. Isn't that like... Ruin me. That part is... That's what I wrote down for creepiest lyrics. That gave me chills. And then at the end it says, you can see their shadows wandering off somewhere. They won't make it home, but they really don't care. Yeah. But but maybe they do care. I don't find the song creepy. How do you know that? Oddly enough, I don't find the song creepy because from what I read, the, the song was written almost like the leaning into the liberation aspect of it yes. like mm-hmm. let's make a break for Just it let's go to the ozarks here. and then you know it sort of didn't pan out but like i actually feel like they're the i think that fastball's angle is the right one which is this is it let's just go and you know maybe it wasn't supposed to end exactly like that but um no. you know i i i do feel like they probably had a fun adventure to, to finish it all out yeah. i feel like they did up until that point well like they were going you to said, farmers markets right you know? Yeah, they actually wrote it during the search, right. the 13-day search, because I think their manager had told them, because I think they were like kind of like stuck lyrically. Mm-hmm. And so their manager was like, hey, you should look at the newspaper, the news, and like get inspired by things, which is like strange, but it yeah. works. Like, I guess it makes sense, though. Stock market, stock market. No, keep looking. <laughs> Gas prices are up. <laughs> no, keep, keep on looking. <laughs> So Tony Scalzo, I think his name is, the lead singer of Fastball, he said, quote, he opened, so he opened up the newspaper because he was like, all right, I'll do it. And he said, I looked in right away. The story sort of stuck with me. It was sort of an ongoing story. Still no developments in the case of the missing couple. I just started getting these ideas. Well, maybe they don't want to be found. Maybe they're just like they're sick of being responsible and they just want to go out and have fun which is that's exactly what he wrote yeah like, yeah you know what i think it was it was the headline that they so he saw this uh story in the austin american statement statesman newspaper and the headline said elderly salado couple missing on a trip to nowhere which i was like that's the headline that draws yeah. that would like, be very also inspiring. so well, it is and it's also good for tourism because in texas there probably like literally is a town named nowhere because we have a <laughs> right? bunch of, right. we've yes. got lots of little towns out here people are like hey honey have you checked out nowhere could you look that up <laughs> you ever been nowhere <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's so snobby maybe they were going somewhere and they're like they're going nowhere they're just going nowhere right. <laughs> yeah it's rude they're career well, shaming them the paper their like, family oh, loves yeah, it yeah. enjoy your trip is... to nowhere old people <laughs> wasn't actually wasn't the toy box killer from truth and consequences yes yes he that's was. the name of the town that he was from yeah an actual town named truth and wow. Consequences. that's in new mexico right truth and new consequences. mexico that's what it was i was yeah. like is that texas 
Yeah. Close. That name always bothered me growing up because people would be like, hey, we're going to go to Truth and Consequences for the weekend. It just always sounded like a game that I wasn't popular enough to be asked to play. (laughs) It also sounds like really bleak. Like, I don't want to go to Truth and Consequences. No. No. I want to go to Lies and Who wants any consequences? (laughs) Lies and and no consequences. (laughs) Let's go to Lies and Freedom for the weekend. Lies and Irresponsibility. Yeah. Hell yeah. Lives well, no accountability in. ever. New Mexico. Say. Los Angeles. I love it. Well, their their family loves it. They think it's like a great tribute to them. I guess at first when they heard it on the radio, because it was released as a single, and they were like, hey, that kind of sounds like what happened oh, shit. to mom and dad. And then they found out afterwards that it was written about their mom and dad. And they said Layla would have loved it. Mm. Oh, Like, good. she would have loved to be, like, a star as... She would have, like, like, bopped to it. Yeah, and they said, yeah. like, it feels like a very good tribute to them because, like, they like to take little trips and adventures together. So like it feels that. like it's, Nowhere. like, right to them, which right. I love. Well, and it just takes the, like... I would keep saying bleak, but it just yeah. takes the bleakness out of it all. It does. It takes the darkness that definitely could be attributed with this song. Right. To like, okay. It makes it, like I think somebody said before, it makes it whimsical. I yeah. love that the family like loves it, it because um, yeah. I love love, but also... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love love. No, because I was sort of expecting the article to then tell us about some protracted legal battle. And I like that they actually were right. just like, this is so awesome that we have this song to remember grandma and grandpa. A nice tribute. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that she would have loved it. Like, yeah. I love that she would have been like, that's me. Hell yeah. And it just goes <laughs> to show that. you, you may just think you're, you know, on your way to some pioneer fair with, you know, your husband. It's like another day. But you're going to be written about very shortly yeah. in a pop song, you know. Yeah. So keep yeah. your heads up, everybody. Yeah. Live for that, Look at that, if nothing else. Yeah, keep your heads up. <laughs> Fastball's listening. <laughs> they should do more Listen, all of you out there in truth or consequences, New Mexico, <laughs> just keep that in mind. Fastball. Next time you're having Go out a there bad looking day. for Fast- lies and <laughs> unresponsibility. Lies and no accountability. Yeah. Fastball <laughs> is basically like the there. Dick Wolf of songwriters, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're like, just like the yes. <laughs> rip from today's headlines. They're officially. <laughs> <laughs> They need to make like several albums that are just ripped from today's headlines. I would love love that, actually. I would too. I would listen to it. One of the first things that I notice about people, it's going to sound so weird, but it's their teeth. I am obsessed with a good pair of teeth, and I always want to have a good pair of teeth. Do you even call them pairs of teeth? I don't think so. But anyways, achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners, you guys. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? What's your secret about your pair of teeth? Why do they look so good? To get started, all you need to do is order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered right to your door. They make it easy to kick off your smile journey. Bites treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, they accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA or FSA. I freaking loved using my bite aligners. I would wear them during the day and nobody would even know that I was wearing them because they're kind of like invisible. It's pretty iconic. And my teeth, my pair of teeth look great. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code MORBID at bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with bite. Well, they're not getting invited to Lilith Fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lilith, Fair. Lilith Fair. Now there's a Sarah crime. McLaughlin would there, really, that would be a crime. She would really have a. I would like to see her Sarah song McLaughlin. about this because it would be. Beautiful. Sarah McLaughlin actually has a song that she wrote that I almost included on this uh, list. Possession? Oh shit! Was it possession? Yes, that's about the stalker yeah. that she had that sent her, and she uses pieces of the letters that he song. sent her in the. Yeah. What song is it? 
uh, possession. Ooh, I don't know if I've heard that. Oh it's, my, yeah, it's you, like you really creepy. It. Read, read I probably have, and I just don't realize it. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk about that one in another because I great. feel like there's so many of these that I kind of want to do a part two at some point. Like we should just have a series with Ronnie and Ben. <laughs> we'll called, just like, bring you back hot for takes on songs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but one, I will say, this next one is like womp womp. Like this one's <laughs> definitely a real bummer. So get ready, everybody. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Uh, this is called Suffer Little Children, and it was written by Morrissey. Mm. Um, Morrissey's always out there just yeah, doing the he's, most. He's yeah. feeling a lot of feels, and he's letting us know about it. But I mean, usually I love it, but this one is who? Well, this one is about the Moores murders. And if you listen to Morbid, which you're here. If you so listen to Morbid's four-part uh, series. Yeah, I did four episodes on the Moores murders. So I spent like weeks like totally enveloped in those and if you want to listen to those episodes by the way because i'm just going to give a quick overview of this yeah uh they're 166 167 168 and 169 and you will hear our mental um, health decline throughout yeah, them. you will you will hear us have to take many a breather and <laughs> watch many a bravo shows and listen to yep. many watch what crappens episodes <laughs> oh we definitely recommend you guys in one of those episodes absolutely we're like, i'm just gonna go listen to ronnie in bed i can't I gotta go. well this lady myra hindley does have dorinda hair she, she does she does she does. She also has like a kind of Dorinda-esque face, like somewhat. I never really noticed that, but now, oh, I That's hate she true. does. I hate that. Not hate my that. girl Dorin. No, definitely not Dorin. It's literally Durin. the same hairstyle. It she literally does. is. Not even like same a color, joke of it's like it's exactly the same. It is the yeah. same, yeah. They're a it's terrifying like really looking couple. The picture on couple. Wikipedia of them is really scary. There's always been something scarier about couples yes murdering people i mean not not only because there's more people like obviously it's two people so that's scary but also there's just something about couples in general you know like when you're single and you and you're hanging around couples it's not all couples obviously but there are some of those couples who are just like oh really (laughs) and only like they only talk to each other or they give each other these weird looks while you're there and it's Mm -hmm. there's just something there's always that feeling of i could be murdered (laughs) right by this yeah. couple and it's just and it's always weird when two people that's what i was gonna say find each other that like like this is a very niche thing they were doing yeah. niche market. like abducting and murdering children like that's niche to me yeah and to for two people in the world to find each other and be like i like you right hey do you also like to abduct and murder children and for them to be like yes well because that's the that's thing wild to me like well, how does that happen Right. And I feel like a lot of times it's usually one person influencing the other, like a lot more. And Myra tried to say that Ian was doing that to her. But I think each of them, like on their own, would have been like fucked up either way and did like fucked up Oh, yeah. You listen to her. Not that you can listen to the tape, which holy hell, I can't imagine if you could. No, thanks. But if you listen to her on the tape of one of these murders... She's just as much into it as Ian is, and she tried to claim she wasn't mm-hmm. until they found this right. tape, and they were like, um, what, witch? And she was like, oh, whoops, I guess I was mean on that one. And it's like, oh, to a 10-year-old that you murdered? Oh, God, God, God. Like, yes. are you kidding me? Yeah, she definitely tried the whole, you know, well, it was all him. He really just, he drugged me, and he brainwashed me. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it seems like it was as much her, because this relationship was just crazy from the very Bonkers. beginning I mean, my God, like the stuff they used to do on dates like mm-hmm. they would go they would go to an x-rated film 
and then go drink German wine at Hindley's house. You're like, German what? Wine. Casual. Just Friday. <laughs> just real casual. Would you like to go watch an X-rated film this weekend with me? I've got some wine. Well, and, and it's like this. Like, wine or whatever it's called. It's like a weird Tinder pickup. And you're <laughs> like, I gotta go. Who wants some Riesling and watch an X-rated movie? <laughs> they always talk about it. Like, they're like, like what everything I read about them, they're like, well, Ian was so like handsome and charming, which I'm like, where? Nope. <laughs> like what right. they show me that ain't at it. what angle like and then they say that like Myra <laughs> was true. this ugly bridge troll which like she was absolutely but like <laughs> but they're always just like you know it I can't believe that Ian would like take her into this and I'm like what the he's two a of them child together. rapist like yeah. why are we putting him above uh, her they yeah. did, first though. of all they are on equal playing fields of gross everybody's always angrier at the woman it's like a society thing oh it's so ridiculous yeah people feel um, more betrayed by that I'll, I'll give like super like, I'm not going to go super into the details of it because, like, my brain literally won't go back yeah, into I those. Can't go there. <laughs> Even you just, like, referencing that tape, I was like, I closed my eyes for a second yeah. to go somewhere else. It's well, a like, lot. this is one of their dates, okay? This is some of their dates. Brady then gave her reading material, and the pair spent their work lunch breaks reading aloud to one another from accounts of Nazi atrocities. Mm-hmm. Yep. They would literally read, like, Mein Kampf and, like, mm-hmm. like literally give each other book reports. Didn't quite make Nazi it to the Oprah Book Club, huh? <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. God. Just missed How it. was your lunch? And they would just sit and read aloud to each other from it. Like, those couples are weird too. Like, like I knew a couple like that who had couples book club, but only with themselves. Ew. And they would be like, <laughs> so "How are you guys doing?" They're like, uh, "Today no. we have book club, and we like read to each other. Oh, like, we'll no. go have picnics and read to each other." So it's no. like that gross couple, but with mind Kampf. But yeah. with Nazis, <laughs> like that's too much. Gross and gross. I don't think. I like, don't think. Man, only... I don't think mind Kampf is ever a value add to any situation, no. <laughs> especially Definitely not a book club. I can tell you, the only thing that John and I have ever done, even remotely close to that, oh, is God. when that podcast S Town came out. Oh. And he was working during the day, and I was at home during the day. And we would listen to the episodes, and then like text you and be like, "Did you listen to episode one? Yeah, that's Don't different, listen to episode though. two yet. You have to wait for me." Like that's as close. Like, that's that like a TV Island. show, yeah. like watching something together. <laughs> right? But I'm like, no, we could not have booked. That was a good one, S Town. Oh, such a good one. That was a good one. But it was such a bummer at the end. You're yeah. like, it was oh, such a bummer the whole time. Actually, I need to still listen going. to the end. I listened to the first, I think, three. And that one just gets so sad, too, because there's yeah. like suicide and all this stuff. You got to finish one. it out. Yeah. I do. It's yeah. I, need, I needed a break and it's been a while. But yeah, then I found spiritual podcast. So it's back to the <laughs> it's definitely back to S-Town. I need to oh, figure out what's go. going on. Because I started yeah. looking up like the pictures of his maze and stuff online because you can find them. I got like real real into that rabbit I haven't actually even S-Town. listened to S-Town. So I feel listen I feel very bad it. about this. I'm like many listened, years behind. It's so good. Same. I listened to the first episode and then you kind of told me what it was about and I was like, well, our job is already really a lot so I think <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just listen <laughs> to anything else. <laughs> I've been listening like, to Welcome to Your you. Fantasy because that's like, you know, <laughs> involves more shirtless men, I feel like. There you go. Inherently. Well, now that we've all like brought ourselves up, let me just like smash us all into the ground Yay. really quick. Um, yeah. So the Moore's murders, like we said, our Myra Hindley and Ian Brady. They were in a really weird relationship together. Womp womp. Um, they had five victims between 1963 and 1965 in Scotland, at least five that we'd know of. Yeah, there's five. definitely way more. Yeah. Um, they had Edward Evans, who was 17 years old. Keith Bennett was 12 years old. Pauline Reed was 16. John Kilbride was 12 years old. And Leslie Ann Downey was 10 years old. Uh, they buried their victims in various places on Saddleworth Moor, which is why they are referred to as the Moors Murders. Mm. Um, 
Keith Bennett's body has never been found uh, to this day. Has not been found. Because the moors are like huge. Massive. And They're so like bogs, scary. right? Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like so vast. Vast. Like, so vast. vast. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a whole mother... monster up there in Scotland. I mean, they can hide anything. They can. Legit. They have a prehistoric monster in a lock. <laughs> they literally so... have a monster. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty literally. hardcore. Yeah. That lo- that monster is right outside of a castle that is my last name. <laughs> so oh. The Urquhart Castle. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a, that's Just a throwing nice that flex. out there. It's like not my last name, but that's my family's last name. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I have a monster adjacent castle. Hell Yay. yeah. I used to tell people in like elementary school that we vacationed there, but it's just ruins. <laughs> <laughs> that's people iconic. People believed me. <laughs> just went with it. Going to my Scottish castle yeah, this weekend. How about you? With Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pet. My vacation nest. pet. Uh, so, <laughs> unfortunately, though, uh, Keith Bennett's mother did die never getting his body back yeah, and never terrible. knowing where he was, uh, which she tried. They tried everything for years to try to get these assholes to say where any of them were and they wouldn't give it up. Oh. They also have photos found where they would go out together to the moors all the time. All the time. Not just to bury bodies, but also to just like hang out. To read mind comp to each other. Yeah, and just like take pictures, like weird ass pictures of each other. They were just like, they were so dumb. But there's photos of them posing on the victim's graves. And like, like mm. with their dog Poppet. Like cheesin'. Yes, yeah, like their just... dog Puppet. Yep. And then they were using the box brownie, you know, uh, camera like everything just sounds yes. so cute but they're just murdering kids yeah i know they're the worst yeah terrible and in particular leslie ann downey's assault and murder was captured on audio tape the former police chief john stalker said of this tape quote i first heard the tape when i was a detective sergeant in manchester investigating the moore's murders when the 16-minute tape was played at the police station before the trial, I saw senior detectives and legendary crime reporters, hard men who had been through the war and seen terrible things dissolve into tears. Anybody unfortunate enough to have to listen to her harrowing last desperate moments could not fail to conclude that Hindley was evil and an equal partner with Brady in the crimes. Uh, there are transcripts of this tape. I do not recommend you look them up. It will ruin you. Uh, it's horrific, but when you see them, because I I read them in like a book that I was reading to research the case, you truly see how fucking evil these people are. Wow. Like evil, straight up evil. Gives me chills. They, I would like never it, be it, the yeah. same again after reading that. No, that case is honestly one of the worst to me. Uh, and they this were... is definitely one of those cases where, you know, that saying, "Don't judge a book by its cover." This is definitely one of those books. That yep. you judge by its cover. Yes. Like you see the right cover of this book, and it looks freaking terrifying. Yes. I mean, both of them just look wrong. They look you know? dead they, inside. Yeah, they do. They, they do have dead eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dead inside. Oh yeah, like especially Ian's. Like that picture of him. I'm like, Ugh. he looks like a monster. Like yeah. he literally looks like a monster yep. without even knowing. There's anything. just nothing. Because I remember Cause... I didn't know anything about this entire case, and you showed me the picture, and I was like, I hate him. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but I hate him. I can. I can yeah, sense he's it. got like that frown and just mm-hmm. that vacant evil. Yes, look, you know, and it's like, like a there's evil, frown. and then there's like stupid evil, yeah. and yeah. stupid evil I think is scarier. It is. It's just nothing. Right. There's just nothing behind right. there, and there's like because that's the picture that a lot of people see is that mugshot photo of him. And if you see other photos of him, he looks even scarier. Mm-hmm. Like that that photo is really scary. And then you see him just like in Polaroid photos with her and shit. And 
or not polaroids but like old timey photos sure. and uh like even from the side and stuff he's always just like furrowed scowling like, his brow, like he's always yeah. scowling and angry and you're just like just well like, he Ugh. is more handsome in other photos though i did i looked him up because you said that yeah and there are some where i guess i can see the handsome part i mean not that that really matters in a murder case but, but it kind of does because we that's how it. he like kind of convinced people that he was an okay guy mm-hmm. right. so like yeah you know that's like some They're of them hipster. it does matter because mm-hmm. it gets people, unfortunately, like a, a prettier face will sometimes make people believe that you're less of a threat. Yeah, like oh. look at all of anybody's ex-boyfriends or girlfriends. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's called look exactly. at the cast of Summer House, okay? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Just because you have a nice face doesn't mean you're not garbage. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> Summer House. Right. So, there you go. Jax. Jax Taylor. And this yeah. also goes <laughs> to show like, how you can really mask your face without you know fillers and stuff just by like smiling. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, smoking a cigarette, cool, from the profile side, where you look exactly. kind of handsome. Yeah. But then in the mugshot, when it's like you're just caught, and it's just your plain evil right there. And everything just leaks out. Yeah. And it's just who you are. Yeah. 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 It was, ugh. Want more from delivery? Well, Dash Pass is your door to $0 delivery fees and more on DoorDash. Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. DoorDash is like my Friday night thing. It's like my little treat yourself moment. First of all, they have a billion gajillion options to choose from. And I personally have the Dash Pass and it shows you what you save versus like if you didn't have it. My goodness, I have saved so much money on takeout. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Kind of feels like it pays for itself in a weird way. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash. Use code MORBID and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Well, they were arrested, luckily, after Myra's brother-in-law David Smith witnessed and was asked to participate and cover up the murder of their last victim which was 17 year old Edward Evans Um, he broke the next morning after seeing all that and he called the police but Edward Evans murder was literally um, Ian straddling him in their home with a hatchet and just demolishing his head oh my god David and then just being like, David, I need help because I hurt my ankle while I did this, so I can't carry him by myself, literally. And this sounded like they were kind of trying to bring him in, right, the brother? They were. Because yeah, they were going to try Because he had met her help. brother, and then the brother and him got along really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the brother was kind of jealous of their relationship because he mm-hmm. liked him so much. Yeah. And so they would try, you know, they would go to the, what is it, like, go to the lake or whatever and hang yeah. out all the time. And, mm-hmm. and um Ian was always buying beers and stuff, and so it looked like they were kind of grooming this this guy. Oh, yeah. They definitely. And then were. it went it went south. Yep. But uh, Myra was not into it at all. She didn't want. Well, yeah, him who wants her brother? You don't want to. You don't want to <laughs> add <laughs> like more people to your murder scheme. Well, and she was actually thinking that way, which shows like how when she comes out later and is like, "Oh, I just I didn't know," and he just made me do it and then you find out that she was like no i don't want him in here because we'll get caught i want it just to be you and i doing this so that we can keep doing i want us to keep like murdering children forever and ever and he's gonna ruin it and it's like and then later she's like "Ooh, it's me no you can't have it both ways man yeah it's really hard when you Uh, mix family with you know business right it is it really is uh, and luckily, though, you know, they chose the wrong guy and he yeah, could not handle thankfully. it and oh was not into it. And he called the police from a payphone down the street. Um, they're both dead now. Whoop, whoop. 
Uh, they both died in prison, serving life sentences. Myra tried desperately to be released several times. She wrote notes to the victim's families, like a, the monster that she is. Uh, she wrote a note to Leslie Ann Downey's mother, who had to identify her 10-year-old baby on that tape, like begging for her, and had to identify her that way. She had the audacity to write her a letter and be like, I deserve to be let out. I'd be like, can I kill her with my bare hands? Like, and yet she wouldn't say where the dead body was of that one guy. But wouldn't say where Keith Bennett's body is. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, the know. most depressing thing about their deaths is reading how they died. Mm -hmm. He, his was, um, Hindley. No, this is hers. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And his was, I don't know, some, some other natural cause, like you mentioned. Oh, bronchial pneumonia. I was just going to say, just seems sure really it, just it really just seems unfair, you know? I, will I mean, no say, matter what. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, don't worry. I was just going to say, I will say that when we, and I, I wish I had it in front of me. I should have brought it up. They had a, like, I, I found every ailment that they were suffering from at the end. And all they all did, both of them were suffering from, like, several Crazy different, like, shit crazy crazy shit leading up to their death so i hope that they suffered it like makes you believe a little bit more okay that's a better way to look at yeah. it then thank you because i was I, like, yeah i wanted to give you that <laughs> no it's true well when you when you <laughs> listen to the to morrissey song it's like okay well then this fits because the morrissey song is just super or the smith song is just super super depressing and sad i was listening so to it i'm dark. like oh so dark <laughs> like, yeah this is clearly about extremely dark murders because it's yeah. taking me to a very dark place it's so dark and it even has like sound effects in it like children <laughs> laughing and like yeah or That's a woman there's like a woman laughing in it yes. and stuff like myra it almost feels like and it's like Ugh. It but just it was it was really disturbing because some of them are like we were saying earlier like fun bops you know and right. then you get yeah. to this one and there's like no mistaking that it's about killing children. It's yes. like, little literally. Eddie with your head. Yes. Me kill you. Don't oh, That's literally it's true. It's a literal, literal you're like, okay. whoa. That's yeah. the thing. And, you know, John Kilbride's grandfather hated this song. Of course. Hated Morrissey. Hated this song. Was not happy about it well, at all. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you have to wonder in what situation are you putting this song on? Well, that's that's the thing. Like, what situation do you feel like, like you're you need just to listen sitting, to this? Listening to this song, like, I guess if you really want to go into like a dark place, like, you're yeah. like dinner into... party music, yeah, like, yeah. right. Like, you don't just toss it on. I'll so. listen to like a, a good date. sad song, but yeah. it's usually like not, <laughs> not about child, child murder. murder. Yeah. Hey, new neighbors, welcome <laughs> to my home. Right. But it's so Morrissey, right? And it's like it so. Is. Of course, Morrissey has a song called "Suffer Little Children." Of course, he of does. Of course, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. The name alone is like ooh. Uh, Leslie and Downey's mother, though, she at first was like, I don't know. And then they became friends. Her and Morrissey? Yeah. Oh, shit. He would go and visit her and I believe Keith Bennett's mother. Wow. And would like, would like give them money and like wow. pay for things for them. And like they all became close. Well, I guess so. in like a strange way, it's like an artist's point of view of like commemorating the, well, what happened in exactly. their lives. No fastball. No, it's definitely yeah, no. no fastball. A little bit different. But Morrissey actually said he wrote the song because he was so haunted by the Moore's murders. Like he, had he to, like, said get he's it like out. he's been kind of obsessed with it. Like not in a way like, oh, I'm so obsessed, but like it just won't leave his mind. Yeah. Because yeah. he actually grew up on or near a lot of the streets that these right. abductions took place. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So he said he was a child at the time that it was happening too. So he heard all the warnings. 
everybody was terrified. It felt personal. Yeah. And so he said, quote, it was like the worst thing that had ever happened. And I was very, very aware of everything that occurred. Aware as a child who could have been a victim. All the details. You see it all. So evil. It was. If you can understand this, ungraspably, ungraspably evil. When something reaches that level, it becomes almost, almost absurd, really. I remember it at times like I was living in a soap opera. And the song itself has quotes from Hindley's interviews and names all the victims. Wow. And the creepiest lyrics for me are Leslie and with your pretty white beads, because that is one of the biggest things. She was wearing a white beaded necklace that night that she had just gotten as a Christmas gift from her brother. And that was like a big thing because those beads were found and tied back to them. Mm -hmm. um, right. Oh, John, you'll never be a man. And you'll never see your home again. Oh, Manchester, so much to answer for. Edward, see those alluring lights. Tonight will be your very last night. Oh, isn't it just like oh. the whole time I like, you know, when your body just goes, whoa, yeah. we've, we've said that before. Like, yes. you know what I mean? It's like it radiates yeah. for a second chills. Like, yeah, that's, it's not like, even a chill. It's like a vibration. Yeah. So it, but assuming, it's not a vibe. I'm assuming the song didn't chart so well on Casey Kasem's America's Tech, America Top 40. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think but, so. But, you know. You never know. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you, it kind of, like, shows you how shallow most of the music we listen to is now. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? About anything. As I right? went through the lyrics of all the all these songs today, I was like, God, our music is really shallow. Yes. Like, what music, is it yeah, even it about? It's like, you dumped me. Like, <laughs> that's literally right. for three and a half minutes. Levitating. I mean, I only listen to Adele, so that's all I really hear. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true because this stuff is like really like cerebral and you have to like think about the different like they're using metaphor well not morrissey morrissey's like murder. morrissey's just straight but, up like hey this is what happened but like they're talking about mm. stuff that is actually like important yeah, yeah. Like, should be you know discussed yeah and reflected upon and stories I you know they're yeah. storytelling yeah mm -hmm. i literally cannot imagine what it must be like to grow up on a street for several years where there is like a serial killer and you are the prime demographic. The only thing that, yes. I, that I can even come close to equating it to, which is like not really the same thing at all. But um, in, in LA about what, like eight or nine years ago, there was like a, like around New Year's, there was this like serial arsonist that was lighting cars on fire. And it was like for five days straight, this guy was lighting cars on fire, which is mm -hmm. not the same at all as a serial killer. But, but still this scary. vibe, Strange. this vibe took over the city where it was like, who is going to like everyone became a vigilant. It was like keeping an eye out for this arsonist. And it was like, crazy. And for like five days, it was like everyone was talking about the arsonist. Everyone was keeping an eye out. And you were just like on edge. And I can only imagine that being exaggerated or not exaggerated, but amplified, like amplified by murder. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially as like a child, and it's and at that well, time. Well, welcome to being a woman at any time in history. That's true. I was like, that is true. And it's, yes. But, but like as a yeah, child. Yeah, that's like too. every murder case. It's. I was just uh, reading about one of the songs we, we had talked about covering, and it was about a serial killer. And one of the songs was how this woman wrote the song because it was during the Green River Killer time. Mm -hmm. And... Every, it's like 49 women or something, mm -hmm. 47 or 49 women yeah. just murdered and no one really cared because they were uh, mostly sex workers or disadvantaged. And um, it was so sad. And it's talking about feeling like a woman, you know, 
in that time and probably every time. Yeah. <laughs> because right? those are all the murders, pretty <laughs> those much. Those are literally all the murders. Oy. No, it's true. It's literally like, I want to go jogging in the mornings, but I'm I not gonna won't go well. jogging in the mornings, and it sucks. But actually, it's funny that you brought that one up, because that's the last one we're going to talk about. That was like a perfect transition. That what a really great was. transition, Ronnie. Oh, I thought we... I'm segue. so sorry. I, I spoiled the whole thing. No, that <laughs> no, was perfect. Didn't. You just I let canceled. us right into you it. You introed it. <laughs> you did. You segued, Ronnie. That's a segue. You did. You did That's a great what job. professionals do. Ronnie. Well, welcome to it. feeling like a woman <laughs> in any time period. Ladies, take, take it, it away. away. <laughs> Neko case closed. <laughs> so this one is actually called Deep Red Bells by Neko Case. And it is about Gary Ridgway's murders, the Green River Killer murders. Um, he was convicted of killing 49 women and girls between at least 1982 and 1998, making him the second most prolific serial killer in the United States, with the first being Samuel Little, who had 93 victims. 93 plus. Yeah. Mm. That's, those are the ones he admitted to. Right. Uh, he's thought to be responsible, though, for at least 71 murders. Scary. Crazy. Way. Wow. At least. He says, I think he claims it's like upwards of 80. Um, they always do, though. They do, but he actually has like the the like body count to back it up. Yeah, um, most of these victims were teenage girls and runaways. They were also sex workers who he would strangle manually, sometimes mechanically with a ligature, and then dump them in like wooded areas or creeks or the Green River. Um, this was in Washington State. He would also come back to the bodies many times to rape their corpses. He got his nickname from the press because the first five victims they found were in the Green River. And the, um, and the thing is also, wasn't it was, it was this guy, right, who he was actually the suspect right away, but they didn't mm-hmm. have, they just didn't have the evidence. They had nothing It's like a full-on <laughs> movie, right? Like, this is really the thriller is. movie where, you, you know, some movies are whodunits, but this is the one where it's like, you know who the killer is, but they don't have, they can't make the case yet. And so mm-hmm. the killer, like, yes. it's usually like Jared Leto or something. And yes. it kind of like taunts you and everything, and they bring him in for questioning, and he smirks like at the, the camera. Just yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a good movie. And that's what this is. They took his. They took like a swab, so they had DNA, but they didn't know what to do with it at that point. Right. Luckily, I mean, at later, least they did that. Well, thank goodness they did it because it's what got him right. caught later. Uh, this is also like the highest requested morbid case. We haven't done this one. Oh yet. yeah, and I should say I'm going over this really quickly. We are covering this <laughs> on an episode, so like, Stop don't worry. This isn't the only time you're going to hear this, and I'm not just going to like flow through it really yeah. quick. We are going to cover it. It will be several parts. Don't worry, it's coming. Great. I just have to yeah. get my mind in the place to like spend yeah, a lot no of time kidding. with him for. Yeah. <laughs> this is also another case of judge the book by the cover because oh, this guy is. Yes scary looking this is like dark alley run the other way he was scary looking when he was younger he was scary looking when he was older he there's no point in his life he was not a serial killer stayed on that scary level yeah he really did serving scary realness he's so gross some some people just really like they just really land the role they just are like yeah I'm going to be a serial killer and I'm just going to really just really lean into it with my life oh yeah like the night stalker oh he committed yeah even the bad breath. <laughs> so gross. People describe his breath as wet leather. <laughs> but you know what? Like but you know what also about the Green River Ugh. Killer? Oh, you know that some like super famous actor cannot wait to ugly themselves up to be this. Oh role. hell yeah! Right? They live for that shit. You know, absolutely. Matt Damon wants to like do like the bald thing with his head a little yep. bit and do like a little bit of a mustache and be like, yes. "Bro, I'm the Green He's River ready. Killer now." 
Now that you said it, though, I want Jared Leto. I need to see him play another serial killer. I don't think he'd be good for this one. This might be a Jesse Plemons sort of role, perhaps. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I could even see this might be weird. I feel like Edward Norton could do it. Or maybe a strange turn. I can see a little Adam Driver, maybe. (gasps) Adam Driver, 100%. With like severe wiggage, you know, like, you know, like lighten up his hair color and stuff. And this is exactly the sort of role he would want to do. And then he'd make no one look at him in the eyes while he was getting to (laughs) character. Right. He'd be like, do not look at me while I'm in the truck factory set. Do not look at me. A hundred percent. Now I want that. I'm surprised that there hasn't been like a big movie about this. It's coming. But I guess it's, it kind of did all just wrap up in the beginning of the 2000s. So they usually wait like a beat. Before they do it. I also just waited a beat to tell you I do know who Edward Norton is. I knew you knew who Edward Norton (laughs) I'm young, okay? Oh, man. Okay, so Gary Ridgway was arrested in 2001. Thank goodness, because it was all thanks to the DNA advances. He had been swabbed, like, way back in, like, the 80s. And they finally, right? They swabbed his cheek in the 80s. It sat on a shelf. And in 2001, they were finally able to use it to match with semen he left at the scenes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He was get you that like he was that like narcissistic and just like whatever that he was like I'm just I'm going to leave it. Well, I mean, you also whatever. have to think he probably didn't know that that was Yeah, coming. you don't see it, but it's like wow. No pun <laughs> but it is <laughs> narcissistic to just be like fuck it, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I yeah. literally do whatever I want. Just leave my straight up DNA all over the place. Because yeah. what's Ugh. weird too is that he did a lot of shit and I'll talk about it in a minute to like he was meticulous about not getting caught. But then would like leave that. But then he would there. like leave his like business behind. Right. It's very weird. Um, but he said when he was first arrested, he immediately was like, nope, wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. But then like almost immediately decided to just confess it all. He just weird. like sat down and was like, let's talk about it. I'm going to tell you all Maybe about it. Maybe he was just like getting tired of like covering it up. No, I think he just like wanted to talk about it. Yeah, like, wanted like the that attention. Kind of, he likes talking about and it. And wanted to relive it probably. Oh yeah. And as you see, he like is really excited to tell you about it he said he just wanted to kill as many sex workers as he possibly could that was his reason he was like bummer that you stopped me wow Um, he said he hated them he thought they weren't real people so he said i didn't think anyone would really miss them and he was like and if anybody did it would probably be later and then by then i'd be long gone so it wouldn't matter wow what a grade a jackass (laughs) yeah he even said and i quote I do not have a good memory of their faces. I killed so many women. I have a hard time keeping them straight. That's lovely. Cool. Oh, my God. Sure. Yeah, his childhood, um, he was a bedwetter mm-hmm. uh, until he was 13, and his mother would wash his genitals after every episode. See? Mm-hmm. He would later tell defense psychologists that as an adolescent, he had conflicting feelings of anger and sexual attraction towards his mother and fantasized about killing her. Yep. He had like a mutated Oedipus complex that turned like right. his, and he yeah. would say like later he hated her. He said he used to tr- he used to think about like cutting her face and stuff. Like, Jesus, like okay, yeah. Ed Gein. Was she a sex worker? Uh, I don't think so. I wonder what I'm the not hatred sure, of to that be came honest. from. There needs to be more fly swatters slapping children's foreheads when they do something wrong. <laughs> That's what there needs to be more. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no more serial killers if we just all live by that. Well, well, look Swipe at this. I mean, kid. when he was 16, okay, Swipe he was uh, held back a year in high school. When he was 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy who survived the attack. Ridgway had led the boy into the woods and then stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. Wow. And he said he just wanted to see what it would feel like. I hate I when mean... they say that. Mm-hmm. 
cooks like i just that's can't. always the like i'm all ding, 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 i'm all for experiential learning but that's that is taking that's it way taking too far. it to a place right yeah that's taking it to a real dark place well, he said once the murders gained attention, he had to convince upwards of 50 of his victims that he wasn't the Green River Killer. Well, yeah. And he said he did this because, of course, now once it was starting to gain attention, he these women were being like, or these girls were being Cautious. like, like, I'm nervous. Um, he said he did this by telling them the real killer must be a huge muscly guy because of how violent and hands-on the murders were. Wow, that's scary. And he said it was easy to convince them of this because he is about 5'10 and not like a like, like not muscly well guy. Built. He's not like a thick guy. And 5'10 to me is like <laughs> big. Like I'm like, whoa, you're tall. But I think but if like, you're small in stature, you, can, say, you look shorter. And it makes sense that like to say like any average size person, then 5'10 yeah. is like, okay, you're average. 5'10 is like not that crazy. No. And he said, quote, I look like an ordinary person. Here's a guy. He's not really muscle bound. He doesn't look like a fighter. Just an ordinary John. And that was their downfall. My appearance was different than what I really was. So Which like, is so you're pretty creepy gross, to hear him just be like, I knew that I didn't, that I just looked like some like creepy John that they weren't going to think twice but about. But I didn't look and like I used a murderer. That. Yeah. yeah. That was their well, downfall. Yeah, there is, there is a difference in his younger pictures. One of his mug shots is from 1982. He has that floppy hair. Yeah, and he's just yeah. kind of like a, you know, that 70s show, like mm-hmm. the dad next door kind of guy. Like he's gross, um, but not like, I'm scared of you gross. Just right, like... but the scary picture is the main one here uh, mm-hmm. from 2001 where he's just like, Ugh. The he has like really, picture. really yes. young eyes. He also Listen, kind of looks is... like BTK. Oh, yeah. Right? What'd you say? A little yeah. bit, like it here. A little bit. Yeah, he's like that. Yeah, he has that mm-hmm. vibe. Dennis yeah. Raider vibes. Maybe it's just the mustache and like the eyes. Yeah. It's like the beady eyes. It is. Those beady eyes. He definitely has. And I, oh, do, and I do kind of feel mad again. Uh, Matt. Um, <laughs> Were you confused? I got confused. I thought you said BTS, and I was like, what are you talking about, BTS? Those, like, those what? lovely gentlemen. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Never. You saw, my, you saw my face. Did you see the horror on yeah, my face? Yeah, I saw. You I were didn't like, even see your face. You were, I was like, I, just I was like, excuse me. How dare you? You literally were like, BT. He does not look like BTS. I've crossed over. The BTS killings. But those are the cutest killings I've ever seen. Oh my god! So well choreographed. Yeah, they're just so supportive of each other. Oh, well, in 2003, in a plea deal, he received 48 consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Good. The plea deal also included him agreeing to reveal the locations of any bodies they couldn't find. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you browse homeowner reviews, compare quotes from multiple local pros, and even book a service instantly. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, an interesting note that a lot of people know, but a lot of people might not. Um, before Gary Ridgway was caught, Ted Bundy was in prison. And he told authorities, he was like, hey, come here real quick. And he was like, you should stake out some fresh grave sites that you find from the Green River Killer. Because he's going to come back and try to have sex with those bodies. Because he's like, I speak from experience. Like, he literally was like, I think he's like me. And I did that. So maybe you should go do that. So they did. They didn't catch him that way. But they ended up, like, 
using it in his psychological profile that they did. Mm. Like, we're not like, pat him on the no, back. Good job. But it's like, he was so gross and fucked up in such a weird niche like, way. In an anomaly Game kind recognized of way. game. That's what yeah. it is. Right. So he literally is like, I'm really fucked up. And I can tell you that that person is the same kind of fucked up that I am. So let me tell you what I would have done. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is strange. Because there's no, there's no honor among serial killers. It's no. not like, oh, no, we got to look out for each other. It's like... If anything, you know, there's competition in a strange yeah. way. I think so. Yes. So I think he was probably like, he's edging in on my number. Yeah. Because at that point, he Yeesh. was the most prolific. Yeah. But it makes, you know, it, it brings more attention to Ted Bundy, which I, yes. I imagine there's a certain element in here where oh, like, it's some sort of attention needing. Yeah. Because they're all Bundy narcissists. So they're like, no, I'm better. Oh, yeah. Like Ted Bundy loved Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, he, no, no one, one loved Ted Bundy yeah. like Bundy loved No Bundy. one was his biggest fan yeah, more right. than he was. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. He was gross. But yeah. either way, it's very interesting that he would come out and be like, because he was right. That he was mm-hmm. going back. Yeah. So he did have that part of him correct. It's interesting. It's just so weird human patterns, right? Yeah. right? Where you can, that's just a pattern that exists in people. Yeah. That's a psychology. Where one person has that pattern. They're like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen right. next. You yeah. know. And a lot of the serial killing and just stuff I've read over the years has been kind of that need for fame and also that need uh, to be seen mm-hmm. just by anybody. It's like people who feel invisible. It's like, this is your moment to be like original this is like your art and then to just find out that you're just another pattern it's like you know, yeah. just another broken pattern yeah it's so true sorry your fame wasn't really worth it was it right. sorry pattern, <laughs> pattern. Uh, but this pattern. piece of information really got to me too he became religious during his second marriage uh proselytizing door to door reading the bible aloud at work and at home mm-hmm. and insisting that his wife follow the strict teachings of their past of their pastor i mean like this, what it's, it's probably just what? another way to control people, though. Yeah. 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 And for, probably for him to look like more of like, I'm a God-fearing right. man. I'm, a, I'm going to mm-hmm. church. Right. I'm not the Green River Killer. Ah, what? Could, couldn't be me. Yeah, couldn't be me. Um, but he, like I said before, when I said he was so meticulous about not being caught. Right. He would leave gum wrappers and cigarettes at scenes because he was not a smoker and didn't chew gum. Ah. But he would just leave them there just to throw them off. And it looks like something like a serial killer would do after killing someone, like smoke a cigarette. Well, and they would grab that and be like, cool, we have evidence. And it's not. Wow, that's fucked. Wow, I'm surprised he wasn't called like the gum wrapper killer. I know. You would think they'd go more on to this part. Like the Green River. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's ominous, but it's like, Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that could have really backfired for me. Imagine if he was like... He was called like the bubblegum killer. He'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, man. And he'd be like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> also, would it be scarier? Uh, the double mint killer. The double mint killer. <laughs> you should have named him that because it's lame. The they bubble yum like... killer. Yeah, right. The jolly rancher. Like, oh, man. The hubba bubba murderer. The hubba bubba murderer. I became the cutest killer in history. Oh. Uh, he would also change the tires on his truck like wow. all the time. So wow. that the treads he would leave, like leaving scenes, would be different every time, and they would not trace back to his truck. I hate when I'm like, "Wow, that's smart." I know. I hate when I'm like, "Whoa, way to right. use your brain." I'm not like, like kudos. Just like, I'm just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I know, but it's like only thinking up to a certain point because then they just they're like, "Wow, so this guy has brand new Several, tires on yeah, his truck. Right. Let's check tire stores. Why does this guy have new tires every week?" Yeah, right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, like you kind of just put yourself into a worse. That position. is true. It, you almost start calling attention to it at that point. Yeah, I mean, right. the, the most amazing part is this DNA situation because 
he is so meticulous about giving red herrings yes. and co- literally covering his tracks. But then he just like leaves like one, like a just a big old clue. Like it's not yeah. even like wait a second we realized that the light bulb was from 1933 instead of from 1935 <laughs> and that couldn't be possible it wasn't like one of those like moments where yeah, like, like house MD thinking. figures it all out it's no. like literally like oh and they're literally like oh just get that sample we took from like this this part <laughs> oh okay we got them oh, science like, caught boom. up Okay, like, great. Yeah, it's it's insane. That's why it's so weird to me that he just was like, very careless about that. But I think it was part of his like know. narcissism and like I, nothing's ever yeah. gonna happen that I would be caught. So right, gonna... right, because DNA testing didn't happen yeah. till later, right? Yeah, way Is that later. What it was? Yeah, it's like yeah. everyone who made, I mean, it's like it's... anyone who made porn in the '80s and thought it was never gonna come back to haunt them because you have to go find on VHS. <laughs> exactly. It's like congratulations, the internet. <laughs> you can find well, it. Well, when DNA uh, testing became really popular and started being introduced in court cases and stuff, and everybody, I remember everybody saying like, "Oh, no one's gonna get away with crime now, right? Because all they have to do." But then you just get so much more creative about it, yeah. you know. And now there's cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. and now your phone tracks wherever you are, your car tracks wherever yep, you are. So it seems happens. like it would be much harder. But it really does lead to smarter criminals, I guess. Because I mean, they have to be you like have to learn how to get away. Yeah. But well done, guys. Well done, criminals. <laughs> You're doing great out there. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Keep on keeping on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of y'all. Well, and he might Keep have innovating. killed people up to like 2,000. Yeah, because he was arrested in 2001, and they said he could have yeah. still like been 2001. in the 90s and everything. So when DNA was a thing, he could have still been Absolutely. doing this and not caring, which is gross. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, but the song Deep Red Bells is written to, like, the song is supposed to be singing to one of his victims. That's so um, eerie. And oh. it's not like one in particular, it's just two in general. general. Um, it was written before Ridgeway was arrested. So they didn't yep. even know who he was yet, but they were just writing it for the Green River Killers victims. Um, And the singer wrote, the news definitely made the distinction that these women were sex workers. In fact, they didn't talk about them like they were women much at all, which made me feel really bad for the women. These women's Mm -hmm. lives just never seemed that important. They weren't really made that important on the news. It was all about fear. I guess this song is basically me thinking, what are their lives? What would their families do? And in it, like one of the song, the, the lyrics in it that like, gave me chills was she writes when spreckled fronds raise round your bones who took the time to fold your clothes and it's like her being like their people like, like someone took, took the time you. to take care of them at one point like maybe think yes. of them that way the and families like, oh. parents and yeah. everything yeah and also i think that he was um arrested not very long after the song was released like maybe a, yeah. a few weeks maybe yep. a few days and uh, she said, Neko case. Is it Neko case or Nico case? Neko case, I think right? it's Neko. Well, we're about to find That's out. That's what from I've been calling. I was just we'll going to say. Out, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Alexa pronounced it Nico. Oh, Nico case. All right, well, Nico case. In any Echo case. No, but she apparently, so he was arrested like days maybe a few weeks after the mm-hmm. song came out and she apparently just like burst into tears because yeah. it was like, she said that like a weight was lifted off her shoulders right. and she was able to start a new chapter of her life. And I remember when I read it, I did think like, you know, I, I didn't disregard it, but I was like, wow, that seems sort of dramatic. But then I did like, not, not to center it around me, but my only frame of reference was that arson experience. And mm-hmm. it's like that it, it, I can only imagine the low level stress for year after year after year, how that really does eat away at you. And yeah. like when something like that is like 
it, it is removed, I, I can totally imagine that being a new chapter of your life starting up. Well, oh, and I absolutely. wonder, too, if she probably thought she was going to get some kind of relief writing it. And then she, like, felt somewhat, like, relieved. And then when he was caught, she was like, oh, this is what relief feels like. Yeah, and, like, exactly. compared yeah. the two. Yeah. I was going to say that. The act older. of writing the song probably took her into that place. Absolutely. And yeah. if she was just, like, it was a thing in her life. Like, probably, like, sitting there, writing the lyrics, thinking about it. She probably had to do research. And then she had to, the recording sessions, she's singing those lyrics over and over again. So she right. probably was, like, in that song mm-hmm. and in that world so deeply at that moment. Right. Yeah, and just that lyric, like... When speckled fronds rise around your right. bones. It's like you're just picturing this woman, like somebody's daughter. Like somebody who is somebody. You know, somebody who is somebody laying in a ditch somewhere alone, turning into bones while like fronds raise around her right. because time is just going by and no one can find her. And to get to that point, too, she obviously had to think about their final hours. Mm-hmm. Like she had to do like A, B, and C. Oh, of course. And I mean, just thinking about like we were just talking about the Moors murders, like that was four episodes so it was weeks of research and i remember like even john at one point my husband was like when is this over like he was like are you almost done with this case because i was like Uh, john was like that how about me i I was like why do i have to listen to this at night i would literally be like can i just tell you one more thing and he was like please stop like i can't do these like and i'm like i can't have this just on me i need to tell you about it i would say that was probably one of the most haunting cases we've ever done it was one of the heaviest because we usually don't do chill like cases Mm -hmm. that where the victims are children yeah and that one Mm. just yeah So it's like writing a song, I feel like it's such an emotional thing, I imagine. I've never written one, but I feel like it is. So having to go deep into something like that yeah. on top of it must be insane. Yeah, where she's like in the car on the way to be murdered and yeah. all of that. Just like that. But that's a whole, you know, that's a whole thing, a murder ballad. Yeah. They've yeah. been around for, you know, forever. I know. There's some so really crazy ones. It's crazy. I was going to say, yeah. too, like thinking about somebody listening to that song and Mm -hmm. then becoming obviously you said like it was a few weeks before he was found but before you had said that I was picturing like hearing that song and listening to it and then ending up being one of the victims and realizing in that moment yeah because that's happened before where I think we did like the Willie Picton case he was um, a serial killer in Canada and he really he like attacked sex workers indigenous women and a lot of them knew about this serial killer that was killing like one of their own and their friends and family and they'd be saying it like I don't want to be the next one I don't want to be the next one and some of them became the next next one one. and it was Mm. like oh that just brings it to such like a like a visceral place Mm -hmm. like it's just ugh. yeah when you know when you kind of feared it was coming and then it's here oh it's like living your worst nightmare yeah totally so, oh my god! Well, that was that. Oh, so maybe great. we'll do a part two of these fun things. People are like, please don't, <laughs> please don't. More murder ballads soon. Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring back Ben and Ronnie and make them sit through this again. More watch what? <laughs> no, this was this was, was cool. great. I mean, it was really cool to be to talk about something different. Yeah, I mean, dark. <laughs> it's definitely I know. different. <laughs> I know that's kind I'm of sorry what we, we keep making jokes the whole time, but that's just what we do. Of I course. mean, we'd make them like literally. If someone had a gun to our head, we'd be making a joke. <laughs> of course, yeah, we well, and it's never as sick like that. But anyway, no, to laugh so. to keep from crying. You do. Hey, that's a thing. It's what gallows humor is. Just gonna say that. Oh my god. But thank you guys so much for doing this with us. This was so much fun. And plug whatever thank you, you want. Thank you so much for having us. It's been really great to meet you guys and talk to you in real life. It really it's is. Been so fun. It's been a blast. Do you have anything coming up? Do you want to plug anything? You can plug away. 
Um, you know, we just have our podcast, Watch for Crappens. Uh, it's available on all podcast platforms. And then, you know, we can follow us on social media. On Instagram, we're at Watch for Crappens. And on Twitter, we're at What Crappens. Uh, Ronnie is at Ronnie Karam on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Ben Mandelker on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, at some point we're going to start doing some live shows again. Uh, we used to tour very frequently pre-pandemic. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. We haven't I think announced. We're starting anything. up around when you guys are starting back up. Let's hope. It looks like when we hope we're starting back up. over in the same city. Actually, we had tickets to your Wilbur show. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we did. Well, my husband oh, no got kidding. me them for How like cool. my birthday or something. Yep. <laughs> we so well, the cool. Wilbur oh, show isn't awesome. canceled. It's only postponed. So okay, cool. that show is going to still happen. Amazing. Uh, we can go to each other's. Yeah, Wilbur we definitely shows. have to try and meet up. Yes. In, uh, in the flesh yeah. either on oh, that sounds so gross to say on the show like, meet <laughs> up in the flesh. flesh like i don't mean it in a murdery no. way but yeah either if we're in the same town or you know when we come to your town or whatever let's go hang out oh, yeah let's do it we have to yay absolutely we'll keep you updated as soon as we can say anything about when our Wilbur show is rescheduled and when any of our shows are rescheduled, we absolutely will, you know, we're going to shout Freaking it from the mountains. Freaking COVID, man. Yeah. It's like right when you think we started getting the schedule back together and then yep. like, guess what? Same. Delta variants here. Delta was like, bitch, never mind. Yep. Yeah, so it messes everything up. I know, and kids can't get vaccinated yet. So that's the reason we're like really unhinged because all mine are under five. So they're nowhere near the vaccination stage. Oh my god! Yeah, so like, yeah that's what, that's a real December. problem. That's what we're hoping, but ugh, yeah, it's so scary. It is very scary. I know. I know. Well, health first before any live shows. Exactly. That's what we're so holding. So until out. then, we'll just be on the internet. Exactly. We'll just <laughs> zoom with each other from time to time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll play. We'll play like live audience sound effects to make. It <laughs> yeah, right. That. We're gonna have huge to. It's amphitheater. It's so huge. I'm not above that. We've done it. <laughs> Me actually, <neither>. we've done it. <laughs> It's not even a joke. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you guys. so much. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed that uh, different episode. <laughs> we've definitely never talked about true... Well, we've mentioned true crime songs before, but we've never actually gone into them. Yeah, so. done like a deep dive into it. Yeah, it was interesting to do. It's really crazy to see what people write about. and <laughs> yeah, uh, To say the least. <laughs> and Ronnie and Ben are so amazing. They are so... Funny. I love them with like my like more than my entire it, heart. This could have been like 10 hours and we would have been fun. Legit. Uh, but th- I highly recommend again that you go listen to Watch for Crappens if you love Bravo and if you love people that are really funny. Yeah. But it's a perfect pair. Yeah. And in the meantime, we hope you keep listening. And we hope you keep it weird. But not so weird that you write a song about a murderer because yeah, like maybe don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah.
Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, But after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.